Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to SpinFL. What is up, y'all? It's Jonathan Rollins. <laughs> and Skiff Musara. Two Americans living in Sweden, talking about football. Yeah, football. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Okay, I was for everybody's information, I was up late. Okay. You you sound rough, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I I haven't spoken. I got up early. I haven't really talked. So now it'll come back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to get up early? I'm not up early. It's two thirty nine in the afternoon where I'm at. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming to you with an international edition. Yeah. Of yeah. I am in Sweden. My boy Jonathan is in America. <laughs> All the way over in Austin. Texas. Yeah. Austin, Texas. First thing he said to me when we turned on the mics was like, Did you see that a baseball team went to the World <laughs> Series? And I was like, What? <laughs> yeah, I saw it. But we I, do not care. Exactly. That's exactly what I said. Yeah. That was just chit chat. Little chit chat. <laughs> Just trying to break the ice. Just break the ice, a little baseball chit chat, as you do. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this is my worst ever. I I lost the eliminator. Our eliminator winner was announced this weekend. It was. Oh no! Really? It's over now. After all those upsets, there were four people left, and now the winner. Uh, you can call me Champ Champ. Nah. Yeah, he wrote me. <laughs> For real? Yeah. Wow. He called Who'd you pick? Like, uh, Who let you down? Buffalo. Oh, my God. I was like, is this too early to use them? They're kind of a ringer to get later. And then they lose to the fucking Pats. Who did he pick? I don't know. Huh. It's mad. It's annoying. Wow. I'm going to see him uh, tomorrow. Oh, dope. He's going to come through. Yeah, man, a lot of upsets. It was like the revenge man. of the one in five teams this week. I had six and seven on my picks all week. Ugh, <clears throat> six wins, seven losses. He killed me in uh, flip and pick 'em. I whooped your ass in flip and pick 'em, um, and thanks to the Viking, I got a three pointer. Yeah. From from the logo, deep three pointer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, we could dive right in. We could start with um, Jags versus Saints. Thursday night football. Um, this one got weird. 
Yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> Jags kind of dominated in the first half. Nearly let this one slip away. Uh, they were up 17-6 to six at the half, I think. Carr threw yeah. a pick six in the third quarter to make the comeback even more difficult, but they did it. Saints tied it up after a couple of touchdown drives and, uh, and a two-point conversion. Um, and then the Saints decided to lose this game in the most Falcons way possible. <laughs> and by that, I mean false hope, right? Yeah. So after tying the game, they forced the Jags to a three and out only to get the ball back and go three and out themselves. Two plays later on a short slant route, T-Law finds his ascending associate, Kristen Kirk, who does the rest of the carving <laughs> through the Saints defense like it was warm butter for a 44-yard touchdown. But the Saints were not done twisting the knife in the hearts of their fans. Carr led a 12-play, 69-yard drive in the final three minutes of the game only to watch the pass get dropped by a wide-open Foster Moreau in the end zone. Crazy. Uh, you know, they say mockery is the sincerest form of flattery. And, um, you know, <laughs> I see you, New Orleans Saints, out here trying to put on your Atlanta Falcons impression. I see you. And, you know, c- color me flattered. It's cute. I love it. Keep doing it. <laughs> wow. They're still in the hunt, too, man. That three and four. That division is crazy. Yeah. I would say if I were a Saints fan, which I'm not, thank God, I would be a little concerned about how my offense is so Alvin Kamara oriented. Um, yeah. I mean, it just felt like every, I mean, what I don't, I don't even know the answer to this, but what could Derek Carr's possible air yards per pass be? What, like two? Point five, like everything was just a check down to Camara, who had a great game himself. But I, this offense is dysfunctional, I think. Um, and then the defense, which is supposed to help them win games, uh, did not do that against Jaguars. <laughs> uh, so <clears throat> that's what four four in a row for T Law. Yeah. The Saints, uh, uh, Camara had 17 rushes and then 12 receptions. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy usage. Yeah. Yeah, and Olave had 15 targets, but he only had seven catches. That's kind of interesting. Oh, wow. Hmm. But Derek yeah, Carr know. throwing the ball 55 times means you're probably not doing the right thing. That is not a recipe for success. You do not want this man throwing the ball 55 times. <laughs> um, speaking of success, how about Chicago Bears? Am I right? <laughs> oh, man. What the hell happened here? <laughs> first, first of all, I remember sitting down in the morning on Sunday. Tyson Bajan versus Ryan Hoyer. Yeah. Are you ready for this? Like. <laughs> <laughs> a shit bowl brought to you by Xlex. Yeah, and ba- Bajan did not blow anybody away, but he did look pretty good. Um, he was uh, twenty-one for twenty-nine, hundred and sixty-two yards, a touchdown, and no picks. So not not bad, uh, not great. Hoyer, not so much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hoyer was. 17 for 32, 
yards, no touchdowns, and two picks, one of which was a pick six. Um, I, I mean, Josh Jacobs, again, does absolutely nothing. Um, so the big difference was always going to be the Bears' third-string running back, Deontay Foreman. Everybody knew it. Everybody saw it coming. <laughs> 16 carries for 89 yards, two rushing touchdowns, plus 31 yards receiving and a receiving touchdown. This dude, every time they cut to him on red zone, it was like another yeah. Deontay Foreman touchdown. It was crazy. Uh, I mean, the Raiders were terrible, and I can I can only assume McDaniels probably got called to the principal's office again. What do you think? Definitely. And he deserved it, though. You're putting up 12 points against the Bears. How long before I, he's gone? I kept, <clears throat> I kept thinking this was a bad week for Devonta Adams to complain about his lack of targets, uh, uh, which is all he was complaining about the week, you know, in the days leading up to this game. And it's like, don't complain about that when you know that that Hoyer is going to be your quarterback, dude. Like, <laughs> it's just not gonna. It's not gonna get better. It's gonna get worse. Pressure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he got plenty of targets. What did he get? I mean, Twelve targets. But he only had seven catches for 57 yards. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to say about the Raiders. I mean, they are three and four, but would I be surprised if they don't win another game? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't understand the what's going on with the Josh Jacobs situation. I don't know if it's the offensive line or if it's that he never should have changed his number. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't I think about know. that part. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems kind of weird. Uh, yeah, that's it's, odd. it's very strange. But uh, I mean, you know, shout out to the Chicago Bears for I don't know, not losing. Um, I don't know if their fans like that. Hmm. They were part of that uh, draft pick sweepstakes. Well, the part that I think where they probably don't care is that, you know, they own their own first-round pick, but they also own Carolina's first-round pick, who are currently winless. Mm. Oh, so, yeah. okay. so they uh, if the if the draft if the season ended today, I think they would have the first pick in the draft, and I think they would have the third or fourth pick in the draft as well. Um, which I presume they will use to make a trade so somebody can move up. You know what I mean? If you got two picks that high, you can afford to let one go. Yeah. Um, but um, I don't know. These are two teams that are just like not relevant at all. Uh, not for this season. So I don't really know. <clears throat> I don't know what else to say about them. What do you have to say about the Cleveland Browns? I have some very specific things to say about this. <laughs> um, I, my first thought was, man, the football gods or the, or the season script writers man. Were, were really on one in this game. Like, they were high. They were drunk. They were – I don't know what the fuck they were. <laughs> this game was absolutely insane. There were four lead changes in the fourth quarter alone. Yeah, I mean, there were turnovers. There was amazing defense followed by terrible defense. You had Gardner Minshew, the mustache marauder, scoring rushing touchdowns. You had blocked <laughs> field goals. You had a fumble scoop and score. This game had a little bit of everything. It was absolutely absurd. I would say that if you have not seen this game, 
Yeah. And you and you have Red Zone. I would recommend you go back and watch the whole thing because this thing was fucking. I don't. I don't even care who you root for. Like it was just nuts. It was a game. Yeah. Game of the week. Miles. <clears throat> Miles Garrett in the first half was not of this earth. He was some kind of a like super post-human future, highly evolved version of what humanity will be like at some point down the road. Two sacks, two forced fumbles, that blocked field goal where he leapfrogs the entire offensive line. Man, did this dude just did this? Exactly. Mind you, you know, when a player tries something like this to jump over the offensive line, you're allowed to do that. But if you touch anyone in the process, it's like, it's, you got to clear an immediate, him. Yeah. It's an immediate penalty. But Garrett clears the line, doesn't even need to dive in order to block the kick. He's just standing there waiting for the guy <laughs> to finally kick it. He's just like this. He's like, yeah, go ahead. I'm I'm, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Yeah. It was crazy. Insane. Um, but the Colts would not go away. Uh, Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss – continued to split carries, but Taylor had the better day this time. He seems to be heating up. I, I anticipate he'll start to take over this backfield. Uh, mm. I think he had 18 carries for 75 yards and a touchdown. Mm. Um, the rookie Josh Downs for the Colts had a hell of a day, 125 yards and a touchdown. Man. Michael Pittman, Michael Pittman balled out the Josh Downs. He's, he's, I don't even know where he went to school, but um, I just know he's not a bulldog, but it's all because <laughs> if he was, I would have said it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm not really sure what I learned about either one of these teams. Big picture. Um, well, we learned that the uh, that vaunted Browns defense maybe isn't so vaunted because mm-hmm. they gave up 38 points to the Colts. Like nobody saw that coming. Yeah, they did. And I, we I learned also think about uh, Deshaun Watson. <clears throat> he really he doesn't want to play. I'm sort of saving my take for him later. He's okay. He, yeah. Spoiler alert. He's in my shit. got learned. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> weird, super weird that he, just for context, for those of you who didn't see it, he, he, he threw five passes. Mm-hmm. What, only one interception that it, really, it should have been, it could have been two, I mean, he threw another interception right into the guy's hands, but it was called an incomplete pass because it, he sort of had to use the ground um, yeah. to to bring it in. Um, he goes out for, you know, concussion protocol, and then for whatever reason is kept – he clears concussion protocol and is is kept out of the game because of his shoulder. It was very confusing. Um, it kind of seemed like Stefanski just said, "Now nah, you don't have it today," <laughs> which is a little weird considering how much money they're paying this guy. Um, but yeah, like I said, we can we can. And then, uh, but Stefanski said that if that he was going to be their quarterback, he's their number one quarterback next week. But Deshaun Watson was like, "I don't know. We got to see." I don't know if this dude wants to play, man. I mean, considering how much money they're paying this guy, it's a little weird that uh, 
they decided to finish this game out with PJ Walker. It, it, it it's not a good look. Um, things are things are shaky down there. Um, I mean, that being said, I, I don't even think we said this, but yeah, the Browns actually won this game, thirty nine to thirty eight, um, <laughs> which is also weird. I'm telling you, go back and watch this, y'all. Yeah. It's fucking. It makes no sense. Nuts. Another game that made no uh, yep, sense. Other, <laughs> exactly. You were reading my mind. Sorry, Sweetway stepped in and uh. took the words out of my mouth. 29 to 25, the Patriots beat the Bills. What, what, I don't. What are we doing here, Bills? What, great question. <laughs> great question. This, is, this game dun, kicked dun, me. Dun, 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 <laughs> what are we doing here? This one is for the Buffalo Bills. What are we doing? You lost to the Jets <laughs> and the Patriots. How? How? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Down and out. Everybody's punching back. Bill Belichick snatches his 300th win as a head coach in what can only be described as a crushing loss to the Bills. Mac Jones come back less than two minutes on the clock. He put an eight-play, 75-yard drive together to find your guy, former Dolphin, Mike Gusecki. Mm-hmm. What a gritty. For the win. Uh, and then he did his really bad gritty which was funny. This was funny because you and I, you were en route to Texas um, at this moment in the game. And we were texting. I believe you were Mm -hmm. in the New York airport. Uh, And, and I was kind of, you, I think you had texted me. You were like, Ooh, Mac Jones, come back. And I texted, no, (laughs) that's not going to happen. Never had one. one. And then you said, I'm getting ready to board the plane. And then, like, less than a minute later, Mac Jones gets the comeback yeah. score. And I text you. I was like, he did it. I stand corrected. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we counted I mean, him out, man. We counted him out. Well, we, we – you know, this is one of those things. I don't, I don't know what to make of the Bills. Josh Allen had both a pick and a fumble. Captain Tryhard was out here throwing the ball 41 times, <laughs> only 27 receptions. Uh, he had trouble getting Captain the ball to Tryhard. Diggs for most of the game. Yeah. Um, Diggs had a touchdown later. Um, it was a very slow start for the Bills, which is turning out to be how you would define their season, that yeah. that they start really, really slow for some reason. Um I, I don't know. Patriots D obviously played better, which is why the Bills had trouble running the ball. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I still don't know what the Bills are doing here. They, they're they supposed to be better than this. They've lost to the Jaguars, Jets, and uh, Patriots. So weird. Yeah. The Jets without Aaron Rodgers. And they were really. Oh, shit. That's right. They lost to Zach Wilson. Yeah. Hmm. And they scored 14 points on the Giants, who uh, coached their way out of that game. Like, what's wrong with them for real? Their last two games have been woof. They got to figure out a way to start yeah. quicker. Um, they got to figure out a way to stop playing from behind. 
because I don't know, they don't seem to be well suited for that situation. No. Um, and then when they get desperate, I think Josh Allen really only yeah. sees two people on the field. You know what I mean? Like I think he sees well, I his tight end. I forget who it was that was calling it. That was saying like he, like he's just looking for the big shot every time. Yeah. I think he sees Diggs, and I think he sees Dalton Kincaid. I think those are the only two people he can see when, when he's when he's feeling desperate. Because um, you look at a guy like Gabe Davis, who's supposed right. to be their number two. I mean, he was virtually non-existent. He had one catch for six yards in this game. That's yeah. that's kind of yeah. I don't know, man. What are we doing here? <laughs> Great question. That's all I. That's all I. That's. That's all I have to say about this one. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to say about that. Mm. Uh, then the Washington Commanders. How? I don't get this. 14 to 7. They lose. I, I picked this upset, but I mean, I picked the Giants to win. It wasn't like a super upset, but. Mm. Well, okay. So this is a little crazy. The Giants sacked Sam Howell six times in this game. He stayed getting sacked. And get this shit. Sam Howell, through seven weeks, has been sacked 40 times. (laughs) 40. That's almost six sacks a game. So far, no one in the league has been sacked even 30 times. Damn. Over a 17-game stretch... This bitch is on pace to be sacked 97 times. This bitch. He can't 90, live. He can't survive. He's going to get injured. There's no way he can get sacked like that and stay healthy. This would shatter the record currently held by David Carr, who was sacked 76 times playing with the Houston Texans Damn. back in 2002. This is some historic trash wow. meets shit guy learned right there. That's... <laughs> that is crazy. That is crazy. Uh, on the Giants side, uh, oh, okay. Hit me with the Price is Right music. Okay, Jonathan Rollins. If you were the Giants head coach, Would you go back to Daniel Jones or would you roll with Tyrod Taylor? You know what, Scafito? I'm going to have to go with uh, Tyrod Taylor on that. (laughs) This looks like an addition by subtraction. He's not their guy. Uh, It's it's, it's time to just cut your losses and find a new quarterback. It might not be Tyrod Taylor, but it definitely isn't Daniel Jones. That is the correct answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you win a new living room set. Yeah! <laughs> a new living room set. <laughs> I mean, this was not like a terribly great performance. They it, it, they looked um I mean, they looked really good in the second quarter, you know, and Tyrod scored, you know, threw a couple of nice touchdown passes. Um I don't know, but he just they just they look a little better with him back there to me. Yeah. I think so too. Um, hmm. I think so too. Uh, I think Dayball's like, all right. And but Dayball is he's like stressing out on that sidelines, man. Yeah. 
He doesn't look in control. It's not a good look. Yeah. And he's got like he's he doesn't need to stress out. I'm worried about him. He's very overweight. Yeah. I'm I'm worried he might yeah. have a heart attack or something. It's like, come on, yeah. chill it's, out. It's too much pressure. <clears throat> Speaking of no pressure, the Atlanta Falcons sixteen to thirteen over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> Never had a doubt, even with the next-gen curse up on the screen, given the Falcons an 80% chance of winning, which everyone here knows is generally when the Falcons lose, but not today, yeah. baby. Not today. Desmond Ritter, 19 for 25, 250 yards, led the Falcons from their own 25-yard line to the Buccaneers' 33 in 45 seconds to set up Coos' walk-off game-winning 51-yard field goal. However... Ritter also fumbled the ball three times deep in the red zone to keep the Bucks in this game. Man, oh, he was trying his God. best to lose it, bro. Bruh, I was feeling that next-gen stats energy, I'm telling you, dude. As soon as that thing flashed up on the screen, Falcons 80% win probability. I was both me and Isak were like, ah, you know, like in a slasher movie. It was like yeah, ah. yeah. a jump scare. <laughs> and, you know, fine, sure, we won. However, at no point did I feel even close to 80% certain that that was going to happen. Um, yeah, I, yeah, that was, I, that was wild. I was I was struggling for this game, ups and downs, <laughs> all the turnovers. The fumbles were maddening. I'm like losing it in my living room. In front of my family, Saga's boyfriend was there. Oh uh, no! You know, but I gotta say, when it mattered most, Ritter did. I mean, he put the team on his back. You know what I mean? He he yeah. really did. And and that long throw to Kyle Pitts uh, that set them up for the field goal, which was how about that Kyle Pitts catch? I don't even know how to describe it. But uh, it was look like something that glitches on Madden. It did not even look real. <laughs> like so if you see on Madden, like he just put his hand out, caught it it's behind It's a terrible throw, yeah. to be fair, right? He threw yeah. it way behind him, reaches back, grabs it. And at first I thought he actually passed it back to himself around his back because his hand went so far behind <laughs> yeah. his back. That it, but then he just kind of held it and swooped it back. It, it was like a freak. He must have gigantic hands, man. Uh, totally. Uh, I mean, it was crazy. Um, the, the weird sort of curious part of this game was that Bijan Robinson was a, like, it took a while to figure this out because nobody said anything before the game, but it's like, you're deep into this game and they're putting it up on the screen that Bijan Robinson, we're in the third quarter has had zero touches of the ball. And you're like, what is happening? And then somehow news gets through to the broadcast that Bijan was apparently suffering some form of a like crippling headache, oh, even shit. though he wasn't listed on the injury report. Um, I've since read that he, he apparently started feeling weird Saturday night and he woke up Sunday and felt even weirder. Um, oh, but we don't really understand why. Um, so, but I am still kind of curious why they suited him up and just never handed him the ball. And even scarier was after they had announced that he had this problem. It was in the fourth quarter where they finally handed him the ball. I'm like, okay, well, if he's not good right. to go, why, why go you, to we have a chance to win the game right now. Why are you giving him the ball? I, it was very strange. Arthur Smith, um, man. He's another one that looks unhinged on the sidelines. 
he always looks unhinged. Oh, yeah. um, for the Bucks, I would say their big problem for the whole season so far is that they can't run the ball. Um, their run game has been non-existent since week yeah. one. Baker Mayfield is is feisty, right? He always finds oh, Gino, a way baby. to. Always finds a way to get the ball to Evans and Godwin for a deep shot a few times a game. They wrote me off. I ain't right back, though. Yeah, most weeks it's it, it's kind of not enough. Yeah. Um, and Rashad White, who, I don't know, a lot of people really liked him last year. He, It's sort of like the thing we talk about, like backup quarterbacks, you know. Everyone was like, Rashad White, he's better than uh, Leonard Fournette. They should yeah. just go with him. Well, he has not been good. I think he he's averaging only like two or three yards per carry or something. Like so, I don't know. Um, I don't know about the Bucks. I, yeah, I don't believe in them. Um, I don't believe in anybody in this division. Obviously, I mean at this point, the Falcons are four and three, and they're now in first place of the NFC South. So uh, you know, take a picture, freeze frame. Let's end the season right now. Let's go playoffs tomorrow. <laughs> Watch out for those. Uh... <laughs> Watch out for those Carolina Panthers. That's yeah, they're coming. Yeah, the bye week. <laughs> the, the offensive coordinators call the plays now. No, oh, that's right. It's everything's going to change. They're, they're going to be uh, last year's Lions. It's going to turn around. <laughs> Speaking of the Lions, I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> the, the Lions uh, did not show up. No, they did not. They got that ass 30, whooped. 38 to 6. The Ravens beat the doors off the Lions. I did not see this coming. No, um, did I. On the radio call, the announcer, it was funny. I heard it the day after. He said, It looks like there was a party and Detroit wasn't invited. <laughs> I mean, the Ravens scored four touchdowns before the Lions even had a first down in this game. That's how complete of an ass whooping this was. Lamar bad. was cooking. He was absolutely cooking. And if, and if this is the new normal for the Todd Munkin offense, former Bulldog, by the way, then look out, y'all, uh, because this they were firing on all cylinders. Yeah. Uh, Lamar only threw the Lamar, ball 27 man. times, but he completed 21 of those, 357 yards, three touchdowns passing plus a rushing touchdown. This was vintage MVP Lamar Jackson. Um, Mark Andrews had two touchdowns on National Tight Ends Day. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Gus Edwards finally had a day. When did Uh, they make that up, National Tight Ends Day? George Kittle made that up. Okay. George Kittle made it up a few years ago. He was like, all holidays are made up. I'm making this one up. It's National Tight Ends Day. (laughs) Because I said so. I like it. I like it. Uh, yeah. Say Flowers look good, too. Uh, he's been fun to watch. I mean, for the Lions outside of Amon Ra St. Brown, who had over 100 yards receiving, um, they just didn't look like they were ready to play this game. I don't know how or why or what, but. Who, who was it that got hurt on the uh, on the Ravens? They lost somebody. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I don't was know. It, was it Flowers? Was it? <clears throat> I'm not I sure. Like, I didn't track that. Like back to back, I was watching the game and I like back to back. I saw two players go down. Hmm. I was like, damn. I mean, they just can't. They can't get away from this injury bug. 
this division is suddenly upside down as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Crazy. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And in this division is also the Pittsburgh Steelers who came out and are... Well, I wasn't shocked by this. I felt they were going to beat the Rams. And before the season, it looked like it should be lopsided. But mm. this turned out to be a good game. I was a little shocked because I I only watched the first half. Um, I went to bed uh, went to bed at at the half, dreaming of this insane catch made by Puka Nakua. Um, <laughs> that catch where he. You know, where he gets the toe tap barely inbounds. Um, man, freeze frame that. Barely. Send, send that one to the Smithsonian or to Canton or whatever. I was just yeah. like, shit, that was dope. Uh, and then I woke up and was like, whoa, shit, the Rams lost. Um, obviously, the Steelers' defense took over the game late. Yeah. Um, Najee Harris and Jalen Warren scored a couple of fourth quarter touchdowns. Um, Puka had over a, had over 150 yards, but they kind of eliminated Cooper Cup in this game. He only had two catches for 29 yards. Um, and um, of course, my man, former Bulldog George Pickens, was out there doing his thing with 107 yards on only five catches. You know what his thing turns out to be? Tell me. He can't keep his goddamn mouth shut. <laughs> yeah, what did he do? Did you texted like me, but I was asleep. Yards? It I didn't see like it. 45 yards, something like that. He kept getting uh, personal fouls after the play. He kept getting taunting? Yeah, calls? taunting or personal, yeah. Uh-huh. He got like three calls on him, something like that. Because I woke Tomlin up in the morning. had two times when he went and put his arms around him, like, relax. You know, he just. Because you text, I went, to, like I said, I went to bed. And then when I woke up in the morning, you were like, yo, your man Pickens has got to chill. That wasn't like 1230 a.m. <laughs> Yeah, I was sleeping. Uh, uh, yeah. I was on the flight Johnson, watching that game. Deontay Johnson looked good in his return as well. They're happy to have him back. Yeah. Um, and well, also, okay, this had I feel the Steelers deserve credit for winning this game, but there were definitely some officiating issues in this one. There was a very iffy pass interference call late, and then. Oh yeah. This fourth down play was the main one. Steelers go for it. Pickett doesn't. Yeah, I don't know how they got turned over. Yeah, overturn. If he gets the Steelers, uh, if he gets it, the Steelers essentially can like take a knee, uh, 
win the game, run out the clock. Um, if you watch the replay, he's so obviously short. So short. Yeah, it's ridiculous. He's so short. And they give him the favorable sp- spot uh, and the first down. And because McVeigh was out of timeouts, he couldn't challenge the call. And because it happened before the two-minute warning, there was an automatic booth review. So this seems weird to me. I it just feel like this is a, a easy problem to fix. Yeah. Like where to spot the ball. Yeah. That just uh, that feels to me like it should be automatic. Uh it feels to me that if they've figured out how to do this in the USFL by putting a chip <laughs> in the ball. I, I just feel like if the USFL knows how to do this, like why can't the NFL do this? That to me this should not be happening in the NFL, in my opinion. Agree. What do you think? I agree. I just think it's weird. Anyway, Steelers won. Rams lost. It's like, put a chip uh, in the ball and we'll be good. It's yeah. like. It, it, it's just, yeah. I get that you don't want to use the replay for every fucking thing, but this is like, this to they me got seems people like. Watching. They got people watching in New York. Yeah. And they can't so do anything can those about people it. Just be like, oh, well, let's fix that. It's a bunch of smart, dumb people up there. Unbelievable. Then we got the uh, Cardinals played the Seahawks in a very exciting game. Mm. <laughs> With yeah, Joshua Dobbs versus uh, Geno Smith in the Redemption Bowl. Redemption Bowl for who? <laughs> <laughs> two quarterbacks that had a you know in the there were longtime backups. Yeah, that's true. Um yeah, there were a couple of cool things that happened in this game. Rookie Jackson Smith and Jigba got his first NFL touchdown mm. on yeah. a twenty eight yard dart from Geno Smith. Um very entertaining first half. And then the Seattle defense stepped in and said, okay, that's it. No more fun. Yeah. We're shutting Rub this it down. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> Cardinals got completely shut out in the second half. Uh, and the Seahawks just kind of cruised to victory with a couple of second-half field goals. K-9 was balling, 26 carries for 105 yards. Jake Bobo had a crazy touchdown catch in this game. Um, maybe one of the best touchdown catches. Yeah. He's, uh, I wonder, I, actually, you know what? I should look it up. I don't know if he's related to Mike Bobo, who is the current offensive coordinator for the Georgia Bulldogs. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> Cardinals did what they do. They looked rowdy in the first half, but in the second half, they just kind of fell apart. Sputter, yeah. Mm, Seahawks had a couple of turnovers in the second half. It gave the Cardinals a shot, but Cardinals couldn't really do anything with it. So... Um, but you know, the whole Josh Jobs story, while it's been fun, you know, Kyler Murray is off IR. He was on the sideline watching this game and I can only imagine he's coming back sooner rather than later. It's not going to save their season per se, but with the new coach, uh, I would imagine that it's important for him to see what he has and to see if he likes it. You know what I mean? So that'll be interesting to see what, who are they? Cause I mean, he's Kyler Murray's so different from Josh Dobbs. Like what is this? 
you know, you, you get to this point in the season, you think you know who these teams are, and then you throw somebody yeah. like Kyler in there, and you have to sort of reimagine what they are. Uh, we got to reimagine who the Denver Broncos are because they are ready to turn things around. They beat the Packers nineteen to seventeen. Yeah, yeah, they scored their typical nineteen points, um, <laughs> and looked like they were gonna. They looked like they were gonna lose, but. Jordan Love threw up a punt into double coverage that got picked off at the end of the game. The Broncos win. This was ugly, ugly football. Uh, It's a lot of bad football out there. Uh, (laughs) From what I watch. would say. Yeah. There's Uh, a lot of bad football from what I watch. Broncos D look good, but they did play a very bad Packers team who, (laughs) if there's anybody I'm starting to rearrange the way I thought about them, it would be the Packers. I feel like things are starting to come down to earth over there. Um, Yeah. Neither neither offense looked particularly good. Um, But the Broncos had the edge on the ground, for sure. They had a good run game going. Um, The Broncos broke a very interesting streak, having lost their last 10 consecutive games when having a lead. At the half. So, oh, wow. Good job by you, Broncos. <laughs> then we had, uh, woof, Chargers, Chiefs. Mm. Brandon Staley, man. I just shake my head at least twice a game. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing, bro? Like, he's, he seems so, like, outclassed. I don't know. And now he's growing this beard to make himself look more manly, but it doesn't work. It almost looks no. like it almost looks like a guy who has like a fake beard like taped onto his face. It's like, come on, stop it. <laughs> yeah, leave it alone, Brandon. As a man right. with a real beard, I, I feel yeah. like I have the authority to comment on this beard and I'm not here yeah. for it. He should um, wait for puberty. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, the Chiefs didn't have much of a run game in this one, but it didn't matter because Mahomes threw the ball all over the yard, completing passes to 10 different receivers. Um, I mean, it looked like the Chargers were going to hang in there, going blow for blow early. Game was tied 17-17 to after four touchdowns were scored in like six or seven minutes of game time. And then the Chiefs' defense took over and turned out the lights on the Chargers. Zero points in the second half for the Chargers. Herbert, um, 17 for 30, 259, one touchdown, two picks, plus five sacks. Uh, In comparison, Mahomes, Jesus Christ, 32 for 42, 424, four touchdowns and a pick. Kelsey had over 150 receiving yards. I mean – uh, they were Taylor Swift got uh, 12 cutaways. Were there 12 cutaways? <laughs> I, know, I don't know how many, but it felt like <clears throat> it. Yeah. Uh, we, we got to see Swift and um, what's her name? Brittany Mahomes have like a secret handshake oh, yeah. now, which is kind of cool. Good for them. Um, I mean, yeah. for the Chiefs, this, this was a dominant game and that we were kind of looking for. Like we haven't really yep. seen them really boat race somebody yet. Um, and for the chargers, you're kind of left wondering how a defensive minded head coach like Staley still has a job. Um, I, I think this guy is toast. 
yeah, at the I end agree. of the season. Hundred percent. Uh yeah. Another thing I noticed in this game is that uh Chiefs receiver uh Rasheed Rice feels like he might be becoming a guy mm-hmm. for the Chiefs. That other guy besides Kelsey who can make big plays in key moments. Miko's um, back too, your boy. My boy, former Bulldog Miko Hardman's back. He had a nice punt return. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this Rasheed Rice guy, I, I like him. He's good. Yeah, I like him too. He's good. All right, let's get to it, man. I know what happened. Boom, 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 Dolphins felt like they didn't show up. They they had some, uh, if you ask a loyal and delusional Dolphins fans, they'll say the refs took this game from us because the Philadelphia mm. Eagles had zero penalties and Dolphins had mm. so many. But mm. it was self-inflicted stuff. The first play of the game was a, a delay of game. Mm. And then it, they never looked back from there. Wow. But the, it, the offense had spurts, but Philly just kept figuring it out. It was like a frustrating game too. Just like they weren't gonna win. It's like better. Yeah, because it was it was close there for a while. I mean, after that pick yeah. six, the game was knotted up at seventeen, and then, um, and then it just started to unravel. I guess. Yeah. Uh, I'm sad for you, but I was very happy to see that my man, former Bulldog Nolan Smith, got his first sack. So that was pretty important. Um, yeah. He basically changed the game with that one sack. So good for him. <laughs> didn't Julio <laughs> Julio got in, right? Yeah, he did. Did I didn't I didn't really see he didn't do much, right? No, no, he didn't, but they, he was limited. I think they said they had eleven plays for him. He had one target, one catch, three yards. Yeah. Let's go. That's a hundred percent completion. Uh hundred yeah. percent receiving percentage right there. I love it. But they did like the uh like when it's so funny whenever they do the tush push thing or shove, brotherly shove whatever, right? This all it always starts a debate between the announcers. It's almost like it's like they cue it up the debate. Should this play be allowed? It's like yeah. I think it's a dumb debate. Yeah. It's dumb. I um, I don't know. Yeah, but they got it's to the point pretty. where they were getting like five yards on it. well then you really can't take it away then it was was crazy Uh, yeah this was rough i didn't see it obviously i was asleep um i was pulling for your dolphins i just landed Uh, i was watching it live here yeah but i made my night better by going to a comedy club and performing and making people laugh so nice Speaking of making people laugh, San Francisco 49ers <laughs> lost to the Minnesota Vikings. Are you, you kidding it. me? You called it. I did. I knew call it too. It. I felt the same way. Primetime Kirk Cousins, a man born to be underneath the nighttime <laughs> lights, put on his most impressive performance of the year, carving up the supposedly unbeatable 49ers defense, handing them their second loss in his. In, in as many weeks. Mm. Um, I mean, the Vikings offensive line and Kirk Cousins are the story of this game because my guy, Mr. You Like That, had yeah. all night to throw the ball. 
the 49ers D had only four pressures and zero sacks. Zero. Allowing Cousins to go 35 for 45, 378 <laughs> yards, two touchdowns, and a pick, which really shouldn't have actually been a pick, in my opinion. Um it, it, they were mm-hmm. wrestling for the ball. Usually they yeah. let the receiver have it. I, it yeah. was a bullshit call, I thought. Um, but it was just further proof that the NFL is on Kyle Shanahan's side. I'm convinced. <laughs> uh, so, fuck it. Um. <laughs> how can this be Kyle Shanahan's fault? Skip, how can this somehow be Kyle Shanahan's fault? You know, technically, it's not really his fault. Like, you know, you, you, he, he has this whole legacy thing. His father was a very successful coach. <laughs> so it's like everybody wants him to be the boy genius, you know, but he's just, he's just not that smart. You know what I mean? <laughs> just, I it's not it. his fault that he's not a genius. It's, you know, that everyone thinks he is. So, so I, I do I, have I some empathy mix- for him. I was mixing up my players when I said, uh, some Ravens players got hurt. It was Vikings players. Mm. I think Jordan Addison got hurt. And look at the look at this stat line. Yeah. Yeah. He went off. Bananas. He went bananas. Um yeah. I mean, I on the other you side of the them even without Jordan Jefferson. <clears throat> yeah, I had a feeling. I did. Oh, too, I was... but, uh, yeah. yeah. It was blind optimism, really. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Brian Flores had the Vikings D humming. Yeah. Uh, McCaffrey scored, of course, because he always scores. But he also had a very consequential fumble early in this game mm-hmm. and was held to only forty yard, 45 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. And he had, he had 51 yards receiving and a touchdown, too. But that's not the point. The point is that the Vikings won the game. They got a lead. They carried it into the fourth quarter. And in a situation where they tend to wind up on the wrong side of that situation, um, they force Purdy to step up and beat them with his arm. And with two chances to do so, Purdy threw back-to-back picks. Yep. Um, the last, the last one being was a, fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> the last one was a straight-up floater across the middle. Um, Cameron Bynum picked up – he got both of those picks. Um, I mean, the Vikings – who everyone was talking about as sellers at the approaching trade deadline. People yeah, were predicting so that the true. Vikings would maybe cut a deal, maybe send cousins to the Jets. But pff, now these purple people eaters are out here at three and four. You know, you like that? Last, you like last that? Place. They were in last place. Now they're in second place in the NFC North uh, in the same mm-hmm. week that the Lions got absolutely humbled by the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Um uh, 49ers losing back-to-back games. Big deal or no big deal? Ooh, I didn't think about that. They lost to the Browns. But that game, it was like they had the injuries and all of that stuff. That's not so bad. I'm not too concerned. No? Okay. We'll see. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> Why, why you? Well, why's the drool? Why's the drool coming from your mouth? <laughs> I'm not concerned. I'm actively rooting for their demise. So it's like oh, you know, okay. it's, I'm in a different, I'm in a different space, <laughs> headspace. So. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, that's all the games, and then we have some superlatives. Mm. Who's your real MVP? 
I'm really sorry, but I have to do this. AJ Brown is such a bad man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. And every time I watch, I just cannot understand how the Tennessee Titans let him go. I right. mean, crazy. Single coverage, double coverage, triple coverage. Doesn't matter. This man cannot be contained. It's unbelievable. And the NFL research department <clears throat> hit us up with a little nugget after this game. The AJ Brown has now tied Calvin Johnson for the most consecutive games with 125 plus yards receiving since wow. the 1970 NFL merger. That's five straight games. And in those five games, this man has had 701 receiving yards and three touchdowns. That's an average of 140 yards per game. Wow. And the next week they play the commanders. So I don't see any reason why he won't break this record. AJ <laughs> <laughs> Brown is such a badass, And he is, a, I mean, he's just terrifying uh, to me. He's like, He's the second coming of Julio Jones, in my opinion. You the real MVP. Scary. (laughs) (laughs) Well, mine is uh, Miles Garrett. It's not Mm. because he had nine tackles. It's not because he had two sacks. It's not because he forced two fumbles all in the same game. Or because he was reading quarterback guys and had a pass breakup. Solely because Miles Garrett showed how much of a freak athlete he is for hurdling a couple 300-pound men in order to block a field goal. It's beautiful. It's majestic. It means Miles Garrett. You the real MVP. Uh, yeah. Very impressive. <clears throat> Mike Trash is the uh, Washington Commanders, man. Mm. How do they look so pedestrian against a team like the New York Giants that were kind of a punching bag laughing stock with a backup quarterback starting? I knew the game was a trash off, but I didn't think the commanders would come out looking helpless <laughs> against their division rival. It was sloppy, embarrassing, ended with a star player giving signs that the locker room is falling apart. Hmm. I was extra pissed off about this too because my Falcons lost to these commanders last week. Right. And and as I was watching the game this week against the Giants, I was like, how the fuck did we lose to that? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, motherfuckers. That's how uh, I feel. We, we lost to the Bills, and they lost to the Jets and the Patriots. I'm like, what are we, do? what are we doing? Crazy. Football. Uh, What's your shit got learned? Well, my trash, first off. Oh, my bad. What's your trash? I'm sorry. <clears throat> my trash is a man who I promised I was going to talk about, a man who went one for five from the quarterback position for only five yards and still managed to throw what should have been two picks. Deshaun Watson got knocked out of this game, went into concussion protocol, but according to reports, Watson cleared the protocol rather quickly, and the reason why he did not come back into this game was because Coach Stefanski felt like P.J. Walker gave them a better chance to win the game. Um. How much money is this man making to play quarterback and to see how Cleveland won this game without him? Gritty, hard-nosed, typical Cleveland Browns football. I really don't understand why they went after Watson in the first place. Like, he does not fit their DNA. I I get that we all thought of him as a top-five quarterback once upon a time, but looking back, it's not difficult to see that Watson was likely never going to fit in with the Cleveland Browns. He's not tough enough. 
he definitely does not strike me as a team first kind of guy. And we know for a fact that he lacks true, real character. And it's getting harder and harder each and every week to ignore that this might be the biggest and most expensive mistake in NFL history because this man is fucking trash. You are trash! Well said, man. Mm. Well, what's your shit got learned? My shit got learned. I learned that Daniel Jones might want to consider getting the former Chargers <laughs> doctor back in the building because it looks like Tyrod <laughs> Taylor is getting ready to take his job. When asked in the postgame if Tyrod had made an argument for remaining the starting quarterback, even when Daniel Jones becomes healthy, head coach Brian Dayball's answer was less than definitive. He said, quote, I would say Tyrod had a good game this game, and he's a true pro, and I'm glad we've got him. (laughs) (laughs) And while you can call that, yeah, you can call that measured coach speak. I'm not entirely sure that's how I would read it if I were Daniel Jones. Uh, Taylor was an efficient 18 for 29, 279 yards and two touchdown passes in the clutch and looked very good evading pressure and navigating both in and out of the pocket. He also averaged 9.6 yards per play, unlike Daniel Jones, who averages only 5.9. Thanks in part to a beautiful deep ball, Tyrod Taylor. Um, Sacks also brings up another troubling comparison. Tyrod Taylor in two games has been sacked on 12% of his dropbacks when he's under pressure. Daniel Jones, 30%. Second worst in the NFL. Second worst sack rate in the NFL. Only in front of Sam Howell, of course. Um, But even if you just forget about the stats, like fuck the numbers, just the eye test, just take a look, watch the game. He just, he looks more comfortable back there. Um, So I don't know. Danny Dimes, do what you got to do. Go hire the doctor. See what Tanya Harding is up to nowadays. You live in in New York for fuck's sake. I mean, I'm I'm sure you can find some old racist mobster to help you out in New York. I mean, or you could just play better football, but I, um, I don't know. I just doubt that that's, I doubt that that's your best shot of getting back under set. They're probably going to put him back under there because it's like, he's got the contract. Um, But they made the same mistake with Geno Smith too. You know they had Gino in the building and and uh, and they rolled with uh, with Manning instead. So Damn. I don't know. Well, my shit I learned is that the Dolphins ain't ready just yet. Put them back in the oven, let them cook a little bit, and then we'll take them out. Coming into Sunday night's game, the opponents the Dolphins have beaten had a combined win total of five. So maybe Miami's just a bully around the block beating up on the bad teams. But the two times they went up against good teams, they got beat convincingly. So that makes me think Dolphins just ain't ready yet. They're exciting. They're fun. They got a cool coach. But maybe they're not that elite team we thought they were. Mm. Feels like they got to get tougher. Yeah, man. Like, it came time to get physical, and uh, the Eagles just bullied them. Mm. Uh, scariest AFC team? Chiefs, full stop. Mm. I put the Ravens. Mm. 
People were talking okay. about Lions, Lions Super Bowl, and then the Ravens shut that shit down. Mm-hmm. I just feel like the Ravens are still a little too unpredictable to me. Will Lamar playing like that? I, if the they do looks- that again, if they come yeah. out and show, do that two ga- do that two weeks in a row. Three weeks I'll- in a row. To do it at least oh, no, two or three. No, no, yeah, yeah, that's true. Do it a couple of weeks in a row, and I'm with you. Yeah, it's like every other week, yeah. Scariest NFC team. It's got to be the Eagles. Yeah, same. Yeah. And finally, who name you putting spec on? I could start, man. Mm. I talk shit about this guy. Not a fan. He's got a very punchable face. He's the least athletic player in the NFL. He <laughs> looks like he's always about to go wash clothes. <laughs> Just looks like, hey, man, I got to wash clothes. I'll be back. <laughs> I'm talking about Mac Jones, man. He ran the 40 backwards. Like this dude. <laughs> he got the ball <laughs> with a minute and some change left or whatever it was. And we all assume they, he lost the game because he's Mac Jones. He doesn't come back. He just gets really sad when uh, he throws an interception. He gets run back for a touchdown. <laughs> he falls on his back when his player pitches back to a, ra- a Raider. <laughs> he's doing his ugliest, Philip Rivers impression. Philip Rivers impersonation is spot on. Uh <laughs> <laughs> but but in this case, Mac Jones proved us all wrong. He comes out there firing on all cylinders and finally hits Mike Gesicki in the end zone to put away the rival top head honcho of the division, Buffalo Bills. So, Mac Jones, I talk a lot of shit, but this time I need to put some respect on my name. I'm going to stick with the same game. Uh against my actual desire. The man has earned it. And I'm talking about a man who has been on the ropes all year, but on Sunday he joined a space that is definitely certified rare air. Bill Belichick joining the 300 win club, a club that only has two other dudes in it. Bears great George Hallis and your guy, former Dolphins coach Don Shula. Throw that on top of all of his success as a coordinator with the Giants and what you have is a total football guy with a boatload of wins and a total of eight Super Bowl rings, the most of any individual in NFL history. And yes, the Patriots do suck this year, but I don't think we should count (laughs) old Bill out just yet. He needs 18 more wins to catch George Hallis and 28 more to catch Shula. If anyone can do it, it's Bill. Uh, but watch out for Andy Reid, though. Uh, he has 253 mm. coming up strong yep. behind you with one hell of a football team. So yeah. uh, that would be kind of interesting. But, yeah, this week I'm going to put some spec on Bill Belichick's name. He's got a Put some respect on my name. Yeah. I want to say. I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, y'all. Well, that was this episode of uh, Spin NFL. Your boys, man. Thank you for checking it out. It's been another week of football, man. Week seven is in the books. We'll be back with some predictions for week eight. Thank y'all so much. It's been Jonathan Rollins. Give me Sarah. With the NFL. We'll catch y'all later. Peace. Later, y'all.
figure this out. Uh, Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.